0: a very good evening to you Once again to Sweet and Swing here on Max Radio. I'm Howard Kane, as usual, in the studio on a Friday night and delighted to have your company. And what have we got? Well, how about a little Hubert Craig? More from Frank Sinatra and friends. Jazz and the classics, of course. Flanders and Swan. A bit of Lou Stone. But to start off, something I hope we do every Friday evening. A little smile.
1: You may need a little cheery word or two And you can bet they won't forget For they can do the same for you Just remember pride had a fall Kind words cost you nothing at all Every day now try to be fair Then you'll walk around the town just like a millionaire A little smile, a little nod And then you say how do you do It means a lot worth all you've got to all your friends when they feel blue.
0: enough way to get going on a Friday evening, isn't it? And something we do hope you have. When I say we, it's the royal we. It's just me, realistically. But most of Max Radio's and its colleagues, and all my colleagues here as well, hope you have a good smile. Maybe not just on a Friday evening, but through the rest of the day, if you're listening to Max Radio, one way or another, there's usually something to smile about. How are we this evening, in any case? Harry Leader and the boys getting us going for this Friday evening. Um, Looking forward to tomorrow. Beginning of the school holidays, which is my colleague here, Mark Tarley, was pointing out only yesterday. He said, you couldn't make it up, could you? It's a nice sunny day today and yesterday and um, as soon as the schools break up, it starts pouring down with rain. Yes. Well, there we go. That's the Manx weather for you. Uh, In other parts, of course, of the world, they haven't had any rain for ages and the place is burning up. Um, Not a problem we've had here too much. The question is, I suppose, for most people on the Isle of Man, was that lovely period between early May and just after TT, was that the summer? You see, being a cynic, an old grump, I think it was. It lulls you into a false sense of security, doesn't it? You think, oh, that's nice. And uh, you think people think, oh, it's going to be a great summer. Look at all this wonderful weather. And in actual fact, that turns out to be the summer, Yeah, that early period. And then you go through July and August with you know the odd day here and there, but that's more or less it, and temperatures reaching scorching 15 and 16 degrees. Anyway, I shan't be grumpy. It's a Friday night. Uh, something to uh, enjoy. Harry Leader, Peter Munton, on the vocals there. Can't tell you much about Peter Munton, to be honest with you. I really know not a great deal. Even the Bible doesn't seem to uh, list a great deal about Peter. Harry Leder, on the other hand, uh, quite well known. Born in the East End of London back in 1906 and was actually the son of a Russian trumpeter in the Tsar's army who went on to become a professor of music at St. Petersburg Conservatoire. And he sort of anglicised the family name uh, to a leader and set up a grocery store after the arrival in his country. And Harry learned to play the violin from his dad, and then, while not assisting in the family business, could be found playing to silent movies. And with jazz coming in, he started to uh, learn the saxophone and then got some great experience playing in the clubs in the West End in London, as well as touring around. And in 1928, he joined Sid Phillips Melodians and even took over the direction of the band during a tour of Italy when Sid himself had to return back home. I imagine that inspired him and he soon was taking on all sorts of jobs and made hundreds of records, uh, often under pseudonyms as well for the uh, Panacord label on Decca. And uh, as well as broadcasting He was on Eclipse, he was on HMV, he was on EMI. And uh, one of his biggest hits recorded on Eclipse was, you know it, Little Man, You've Had a Busy Day. Little Man, You've Had a Busy Day. You know the one. Sold 375,000 copies. And uh, Harry was so keen for this record to be a success, it's said that he even stood in the streets of London selling it himself might be apocryphal but i like to think that's true in any case good way to get going a nice one for this friday evening any requests of course drop us a line anytime and uh, if we can oblige you next week or the week after we most certainly will Howard Kane at manxradio.com that will get to me the fastest and if there's a nice piece or fits into sweet and swing then we will certainly try and oblige if we can here we go.
2: That's you Fine, fine, fine
3: That's you, that's you Good, good, good
2: That's you, that's you Your tasty lips are sweeter than a lollipop And every time I
3: kiss you How I hate to stop
2: I rack my brain to find the proper adjective A sentimental compliment to give you Good, good, good That's you, that's you Sweet, sweet, sweet That's you, that's you Yum, yum, yum That's
3: you, that's you Good, good,
2: good. That's you, that's you. I never went to any university. Therefore you have a limited
3: vocabulary.
2: And so I use the language that I have on hand while making love to you on your veranda. Good, good, good. That's you that's you Nice
3: nice nice That's you that's you
2: Fine 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 That's you that's you Good 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 Sweet 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 fine, fine, fine. Yum 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 Good 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 That's you that's you
0: Good 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 that you're listening, really. Otherwise, I'd be sitting up here chatting away to myself and feel right plonker. Lou Prager and his orchestra, with uh, Paul Rich and Rita Williams taking the vocals in that particular case. Nice bouncy number, that up tempo and got a good feel to it. Paul Rich, well, he actually did start out with Harry Leader. Uh, he was started out playing guitar and doing vocals there as well. And then also uh, Eddie Carroll, Robbie Munro, or Ronnie Munro, I should say, and uh, Oscar Rabin before he joined Lou Prager in 1941 and stayed with Lou for a goodly long time, right the way through until 1955, thereby making himself Lou Prager's longest-serving Singer and also recorded uh, quite a few sides, I think, for the uh, Woolies brand as well, the famous Embassy label in their uh, sixpenny discs for Woolies. If your memory goes that far back, who knows? It might do, it might not. (laughs) Mine doesn't quite. Now, I do have a story thinking about the Brian Lemon trio, which I've uh, dug this one off the shelves. My Shining Hour with Brian Lemon and his trio, and uh, i tell you what, we'll play it first, and then I'll tell you the story which involved the old maestro afterwards. How about that? lovely stuff it could go in sweet or swing that one really couldn't it uh, cracking stuff the Brian Lemon trio My Shining Hour is the album on the Zephyr label and that track was you recognise Moon Glow lovely one birdied yeah great track uh, Brian with uh, all star trio really um, the great Alan Ganley on the drums Dave Green still going strong as far as I'm aware hope he is hello Dave on the double bass, Brian Lemon himself no longer with us as far as I recall and so that story, yes Uh, many years back, a wonderful little one this one of my great memories in that when the old maestro Jim and I used to go away uh, quite often to uh, Wimbledon which has just passed of course and back in the day we would uh, go and I'm pretty sure in my mind this was a Wimbledon trip because it was certainly summer and we went down and we used to stay at a hotel called the Royal Horse Guards, still there down in uh, London can't actually afford to stay there anymore, but uh, <laughs> in the day, and I wasn't paying, the old maestro was, so generous as ever, but I dare say he was getting a good deal far better than you seem to find now. we'd stay there and then we'd tootle around and then we'd go to Wimbledon. and on this day it was a lovely summer's day and we'd walk around, we're down by the embankment, down by Villiers Street, if you know where that is, and there's a lovely park along there with a bandstand and deck chairs out. It's still there. And I think it's still used to the best of my knowledge, and this would be ooh, 40 years ago or so, in the eighties, I would guess. And we went into the park and we heard some jazz playing. And Jim, of course, said, ah, there's some jazz playing. Actually, let's, let's, uh, let's go and take a look in the park there. So we wandered into this park at this lunchtime session. And sure enough, there were a lot of people sitting around in deck chairs enjoying the music. And I think from memory, it was the Alan Elston group. Alan Elston, a fine trumpet player back in the day. And Alan was there and the bass player was there and the drummer was there. And I can't remember whether there was a saxophone player as well. and might have been. But there was no one at the piano, even though the piano was actually there. But they were gamely going on, regardless, without the piano and making a very fine sound. Needless to say, when they took their break, the old maestro went up for a chat with them to introduce himself. He knew them all, because they'd all been over to the Isle of Man at one stage or another to play for the Manx Jazz Club, which he'd been secretary and president or whatever had been involved for a long time with organising these bands who knew them all and they knew he could play so invariably he said where's uh, where's the pianist and they said oh brian's uh, not turned up and this was who we've just heard brian lemon was meant to be playing the piano they said oh yeah brian's uh, not turned up we've managed to get hold of him in the end long before the days of mobile phones of course but he'd phoned from a phone box to somewhere or other and got a message through to the band to say unfortunately he'd gone to the wrong park So he hadn't gone to Villiers, he'd gone somewhere else. So he'd gone to entirely the wrong part of London. And by the time he was going to make his way over, the gig would be finished. So, of course, I said, don't suppose you fancy playing, do you, Jim? And of course, (laughs) of course, he said, oh, yes, I don't mind. I'll join him for the second set. So the second set, I sat in the audience watching the old maestro, my dad, sit in with the band and play the second set of the concert. And... It had a lovely ending as well because uh, a great memory of doing that and it was all jolly good and uh, he had little feature pieces and got lots of applause from the audience which he loved, played with all the chaps and then of course when they finished the gig they said, well look Jim, uh, this is a. Uh, it's all we're all getting paid and the GLC, if you remember, the Great London Council back in the day, Labour Led, I think, long since gone, but they used to be very good at all these sort of arty things and paid well, so all the band were getting pretty well paid and they said, well you played half the set or something, it seems only right you have the money because Brian didn't make it. So they gave him the money and then the old maestro, generous as a tease, having enjoyed himself thoroughly for 45 minutes, said, well, we've been paid handsomely here, eh? I'll treat you to lunch at Simpsons on the Strand. (laughs) And so we went to Simpsons on the Strand and the story doesn't even end there because we got into Simpsons on the Strand, uh, which is a very upmarket establishment it was back in the day to go for a a very nice lunch. Unfortunately, though, whilst... uh, the old maestro was relatively smartly attired in, uh, I dare say, flannels, and would be the case probably, and an open neck shirt. I had on, I think, shirts, uh, shorts, and a T-shirt. <laughs> and the waiter told us that unfortunately, the young gentleman couldn't come in because I wasn't suitably attired. <laughs> we had a lovely, we had a lovely uh, lunch across the road somewhere else in the end, but yes, just made me think of that seeing Brian Lemon and the boys, back, in the day. I think we're going back even further in the day these days. Here's Vera.
3: So that you can find your way to me.
4: The flame will grow into a fire as bright as any star above.
1: Always look and find the sunshine I always look and find the rain
3: Some fellas make a winning sometime I never even make a game
1: Believe me, I'm always chasing rain i kind of- Look and find the sunshine. I always look and find the rain.
3: Some fellas make a winning sometimes. I never even make a game.
1: Believe me, i always chasing rain.
0: a little twofer for you there I was like the twofers hopefully you do as well remind me of the good old days when you got uh, your double album vinyl of course LP they do do on CD as well not quite the same in digital download is it but yes uh, your twofer where you'd get two for the price of one pretty much and starting off there with Vera Lynn and Sam Brown I'll keep the love light burning lovely variation of that isn't it great voices went together very well Sam and Vera's voices, following on, uh, or followed on by, our jazz in the classics for this week, the uh, great music of the likes of Grieg and Chopin and Tchaikovsky and Rachmaninoff and the the like, given uh, some vintage jazz style treatments. Chopin, in that particular case, I think you'll find, although you might not recognise it, I'm always chasing rainbows, and it was 1918 that the American-born Broadway composer and cinema pianist and arranger and vaudeville vocalist Harry Carroll published I'm Always Chasing Rainbows, plagiarising the fantasy impromptu in C-sharp minor, Opus 66, by Indeed, as I suggest there, Frédéric-François Chopin. And it uh, elicited, sadly, the disapproval of musicologists at the time, including the distinguished Ernest Newman, who didn't like it at all. He thought it was yeah, blatant plagiarism and so was a, somewhat, uh, yes, given a fairly... Short thrift, it has to be said, didn't do anything, I'm glad to report, to damage its success. It did very well at the time, and uh, subsequent revivals during the 1940s by, as we just heard there, Helen Forrest and Dick Hames, and then later, I think in the 60s, late 50s, 60s, by Perry Como, even more popular than it was before. So... As is often the case, the critics had it all wrong, just being far too snobbish. People actually really liked it, regardless of whether it was a, te- a takeoff of Chopin or not. I don't think people really cared. How about some blues? Red Nickels and some Davenport blues. to Davenport Blues, played back in the 1920s there by Red Nichols uh, from a collection which is called The Jazz Age, New York in the 1920s and uh, Davenport Blues by uh, Bix Beiderbeck, of course. And uh, yeah played there by Red and Miff's Stompers, Red Nichols on the corners and the wonderfully named one of my favourite names of a lot of the early jazzers Miff Moe what a great name that is Miff Moe on trombone Jimmy Dorsey yes of the Dorsey brothers fame uh, played a bit of uh, clarinet and uh, also sax uh, with that band Arthur Shute on piano uh, Tony Colucci on the banjo and Vic Burton on drums, February 11th, 1927. As you might have recognised there, it wasn't playing a standard drum kit that you might expect in a jazz band these days with a bass drum and a snare and two or three tom-toms, but uh, would appear to be playing there much more of an orchestral setup, including what sound like timps there. You might have heard of that, boom, boom, but certainly large kettle-type drums which were tunable with foot pedals. So you could actually get, as you heard that, a boom, which you can't actually do really on a standard kit, but you certainly can do on orchestral kettle-type drums, um, or timps, uh, as they are usually known these days. And that was the case. I mean, it was jazz in the early days came out of the orchestras, and so the initial kits, as you probably see in some of the pictures, looked far more like the sort of percussion outfit you might see in an orchestra playing, I don't know, a bit of Elgar or Beethoven or such case. And it wasn't until much later, towards the 20s and then 30s, and swing and bebop and things started coming round that the modern drum kit we see today in a small jazz group came about with, like I said, a, a bass drum and some tom-tom snare and the hi-hat and such like. Still sounds good though, wasn't it? And the recording there, beautifully polished up and you think that was recorded in 1927. I certainly wasn't around. I take it most of you weren't either. But who knows? Who knows? As always, if you did know, or if you've got any thoughts or any of these... Marvelous pieces of music, or things you haven't heard, drop me a line. Uh, we haven't. We used to get more posts than we are. Whether that's just age, or time, or inclination, or post-pandemic, or what it is, but we don't get quite as much these days as uh, we used to. A couple of regulars, but I haven't heard from quite a few for a while. So, anything you'd like to hear, anything new, any comments? If you're listening in a far-flung location via the web, let us know. Howard Kane at ManxRadio dot H-O-W-A-R-D, and the cane is C-A-I-N-E, Howard Kane at maxradio.com is the email. Or, of course, put pen to paper, if you like, it's always nice. Card, envelope, battle and bond, we don't care, as long as we can read the writing. And it's Howard at Sweet and Swing, and that's Max Radio, broadcasting house, Douglas Head, Douglas, in the Isle of Man, and it's postcode. That's British Isles, by the way, if you're outside of that. I-M-1-5-B-W At the drop of another hat, we've been enjoying looking back at the work of the wonderful Michael Flanders and Donald Swan and their Bestry of animals and their, at the drop of a hat and the drop of another hat, the wonderful reviews they did. Some very well-known ones, like the uh, mud, mud, glorious mud... I don't know if we've played that yet, not, I can't remember. We certainly had The Gas Man Cometh last week, so I thought we'd better try something a little less known from them. We'll, we'll let them introduce it themselves.
5: I once had a whim and I had to obey it To buy a French horn in a second-hand shop I polished it up and I started to play it In spite of the neighbours who begged me to stop developed my embouchure, I found my horn was a bit of a devil to play, so artfully wound, to give you a sound a beautiful sound, so rich and round oh the hours I had to spend before I mastered it in the end but that was yesterday and just today, I looked in the usual place, there was the case, but the horn itself was missing where can it have gone, haven't you, hasn't anyone seen my horn can it have gone? What a blow! Now I know I'm unable to play my allegro. Who swiped that horn? I bet you were quick. Somebody did, knowing I found a concerto and wanted to play it, afraid of my talent at playing the horn. For earlier today, to my utter dismay, it had managed to I like the it I know I was using it yesterday I've lost that horn Lost that horn Found that horn Gone the stuff I much hope I've May of I know some hearty folk Whose party jokes Pretending to hunt with the corn Gone away, gone away Was it one of them took it away? Will you kindly return That horn Oh, where is the devil Who pinched my horn? I shall tell the police I... Want that French horn back. I miss its music more and more and more. Without that horn, I'm feeling sad and so forlorn i found the concerto and wanted to play it this way i tell him to play the horn but early today to my utter dismay it had totally vanished away i practiced the horn and i wanted to play it but somebody took it away i practiced the horn and was longing to play it but somebody took it away my neighbor's asleep in his bed i'll still make him wish he were dead i'll take up the tumor instead wah, wah.
0: absolutely wonderful The pl- both the playing and the lyrics for that when you uh, listen to it closely the lyrics are so clever so beautifully and expertly uh, delivered there by uh, Michael Flanders you get every word perfectly uh, perfectly pronounced <laughs> uh these addiction very fine indeed bearing in mind there's quite a few tricky rhymes and the speed at which it's going and the wonderful piano playing of Donald Swan it sounds so easy and yet it is so difficult to do well that uh, I can guarantee that having tried it myself one time, not easy at all to either fall over the notes or fall over the words. Terrific stuff. I'd forgotten that one is actually called Ill Wind. I always think it's called the French horn. It's not. It's called Ill Wind. Lovely. We'll have another drop of another hat next week, of course. Did we do the mud song? I can't remember. i looked look it up, hadn't I? Mud, mud, glorious mud. I don't think we did. Better dig that one out at some stage or other. Why not? Now then, I said we're going to try some loose stone. So, look what I've got.
2: Good evening, everybody. This is Loose Stone and his band from London.
0: Look what I've got. Lou Stone, recorded in 1933. Another one who wasn't originally Lou Stone, another name changer, Louis Steinberg. He was originally born in Bethnal Green in 1898, came, as you might guess from the name there, from a Jewish refugee family from Eastern Europe who changed their name after the First World War, which uh, sadly claimed the lives of uh, Lou's Three brothers, they were the only one to survive out of uh, four brothers. And then, uh, after initially uh, preferring football to piano playing, that's what he wanted to be originally. He wanted to be a footballer uh, while still young, while he was still a young man, but then uh, uh, took up music and turned out to be one of the finest dance band arrangers of its generation. Talent sought out by lots of others, including Ambrose and uh, John Furman and uh, Starita Brothers. And then Roy Fox, and it was with Roy Fox that he was catapulted into the limelight because when the American went to Switzerland to recover from illness, a place I've just been myself, actually, pianist and arranger Lou, who'd put the band together in the first place, became their elected leader at the Monseigneur Restaurant. And Fox returned to Britain only to discover the Lou Stone band was doing great guns and that he was temporarily out of a job. <laughs> Can't imagine that went down particularly well. Uh, among Lou Stone's first records were those under another pseudonym on the old Durium, the cardboard Durium label, which can uh, you can hear still, I think, uh, on probably finding, on uh, YouTube, I guess, and probably on some CDs as well. I think there's one called Cardboard Cavalcade, which was knocking round. And then he moved to record for major labels with Decca and Regal Xenophon at the same time as orchestrating and conducting films, and musicals at the theatre. And when the Monseigneur closed down, he went on tour to meet his radio fans in the flesh before returning to the capital and playing at the Café de Paris. Not bad. 1933, that one. We've just heard. Now, I promised you some Hubert Gregg, the man, it's claimed, who lit up London with a song. And I think he did. And you'll probably recognise this one.
4: I've just been lingering all alone Down Paradise Row When I was a kiddie I'd a sweetheart And down there we would go I'd call her Nellie and she'd call me Joe, And we would romp there hand in hand then we'd both sit down on a doorstep there And we'd picture the future grand On Mother Kelly's doorstep Down Paradise Row. I'd sit along a Nelly She'd sit along a Joe She'd got a little hole in a frock, hole in a shoe, hole in a sock, where her toe peeped through. But Nellie was the smartest down our
3: alley.
4: On Mother Kelly's doorstep, I'm wondering now. If little gal Remembers Joe her And does she love me Like she used to On Mother Kelly's doorstep Down Paradise Road carry the doorstep I'm wondering now Down Paradise Road
0: Bet that brought back a few memories, huh? Yes, on Mother Kelly's doorstep, Hubert Gregg had a long career in show business, actor, stage, screen, playwright, director, broadcaster, uh, but maybe his greatest claim to fame was uh, songwriting, particularly uh, uh, with one of them which I almost played, actually, maybe we could play it another time. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. Yeah, you know it. That was Hubert Gregg, 1947, he wrote that. And before that, the earlier wartime hit, he, he, uh, he penned, I'm going to get lit up when the lights go up in London, which he wrote after joining the army in 1939. And if you have a good memory that uh, he used to present... BBC programme Thanks for the Memory on Radio 2 and Fridays at 7pm well into his 80s recalling all the music rather like we do here to be honest with you the songs of the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and uh, became known as Mr Nostalgia to lots of fans of that music over the years so as it says on this collection switch on your CD player good start I suppose sit back close your eyes and listen to this unique selection of melodies from yesteryear some of them will make you smile or perhaps even shed a tear
3: the sky was blue and high above the moon was new and so Eager heart of mine was singing. Lover, where can you be? You came
1: at last. Love had its day. That day is past. You've gone away. This aching heart of mine is singing, lover, come back to me. The sky is blue, the night is cold, the moon is new, but love is old, and while I'm waiting here, this heart of mine is sick.
0: of Frank there, are Frank duets, which we've been enjoying over the last uh, week or three and we'll continue to enjoy for a few weeks more yet with Dorothy Kirsten, in that case, the uh, opera singer of uh, great renown, whose uh, mother was an organist and music teacher and her grandfather was a conductor and great aunt Catherine Hayes, also an opera singer and uh, Dorothy herself left school at 16 and worked for the Singer Corporation Sewing Machine Company. And studied voice in her spare time before going on to do very nicely thank you and become uh, very famous uh, back in the day and uh, a fine voice as well well that's more or less it would you believe I know, I know where does the time go? More Frank next week we'll have a bit more Flanders and Swan we're getting towards the end of our Jazzing the Classics but we'll find something else don't worry In the meantime, look after yourselves, whatever you're doing. Have fun and same time, same place, next week, make it a date and I'll see you then. Cheerio.